Christmas and welcome to this final episode in our Advent series. Today we're embracing the theme of love deeply woven into the fabric of Christmas. Join us as we explore the many dimensions of love that illuminate this holiday. In today's episode we'll reflect on love's sacrificial nature, its evolution in society, and how it culminates in the Christmas story, God's ultimate expression of love through Christ. Join us as we unwrap the layers of love that make Christmas so special, blending personal stories, biblical wisdom, and a touch of holiday tears. What does love mean to you? Family and friends. Family, friends. Absolutely. Like it. Good. What does love mean to me? Full of grace and mercy. Staying with the in-laws over Christmas. I love that. Thank you. I think it means sweetness and kindness. Goodness. Joy. Joy. Good. I like. According to the minister today, it's the zeal of the Lord. Nice. That means God sending His Son. I think. When I think of I think of unconditional love. When I think of love, I think of acts of service with no expectation of anything in return. I like that. That's a new one. When I think of love, I think of putting someone above yourself. Oh. Can I just say Jesus? Does that work? That work? Jesus. What is what? Love. Honesty. Honesty. I think the greatest example of love is Christ in giving himself to us. And because of the fact that he took on the sins of the world and then actually bared that and put it through, and then even on the cross asking his father to forgive those who have put him there is definitely the greatest example of love. Nice. That's a lot of this. Nice. Ditto, man. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, girl. What does love mean to you? Family. Family? They not. I don't know. You can use the same one. Okay, family. Family? Perfect. Thinking about the other person all the time above yourself. And it's not easy to do. <laughs> it's not. That they care deeply about you. And taking care of each other. How they think about you. Okay, I like that. Love just means like being with my family. I feel loved when I'm with my family and just being together. Being at home with my family. Nice. Caring for people. Jesus died on the to save me from my sins. Caring for other people. Family. Family. There we go. Friends. Friends. Fresh baked cookies. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. Commitment, faith, and a spirit of caring for each other. Commitment. Commitment? Yeah. Well, fulfillment. Friends, family, Friends, kids. family, kids, all of the And Jesus. My wife. Perfect. Time with family. Um, what does love mean to you? Family, uh, I would put the word unconditional to it. Uh, I would put commitment and trust and care. Sorry, question. It makes me feel good. The advent of love, you focus on the person of Jesus, right? You think of what binds us all together, peace, hope, and love. The greatest of these is love. Jesus is the embodiment of love. Mm-hmm. Right? We think about Paul's use of the fruit of the Spirit, starting off with love, love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, the attributes of Jesus, but also the person of Jesus. Yeah. Uh, scripture says that Jesus is love. Um, and so the more we know Jesus, the more we have a perfect picture 
of what love is, as opposed to maybe some, um, what's the right word, false or imperfect views of yep. love. Like ice cream. Uh, yeah, like I love ice cream or I love a certain brand of toilet paper or <laughs> I, I have love feelings for a certain person who I just met, but they look attractive to me. All those different, not false, but imperfect pictures of love that when we see that Jesus showed his love for us in this, that he died for us while we were yet sinners. Someone who lays down their life, not only for their friends, but for their enemies. There's a selflessness in that sort of love. So I think you have to understand who Jesus is if you want a perfect picture of what love is. My take in the moment. Welcome to the Route 77 podcast. I am your host, Natasha, and I am here with Monique. Hello. And no, David, It today when we are recording, it is Christmas Day. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. David is with his family. Yes. We are doing it on our own, but that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. He's having a good time with his family. Our yep. families live in other provinces. Yes. We had some family time earlier with Amber. With Amber. That was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. She sang Silent Night. It was very cute. Yes. It's adorable. Yeah. Made my mom cry. <laughs> it was a great, it's been a great day. Yeah. And we hope if you're joining us, then it, if you've joined us when we've released this, it is Boxing Day. So hopefully you all had a great Christmas too, or at least a good holiday season, depending on what you celebrate. I always say at least it's a time when people have off work and school and there's family time involved. Yep. Yep. Before everybody has to go back to work, like some people will probably have to go back to work on the Wednesday after Boxing Day. Mm -hmm. And some people have the whole entire week off. And yes, I'm jealous. I was sick and I had a whole lot of time off and I don't need any more. I'm good. So yeah, so we've talked about peace and joy and hope. Yes. In our um, Advent series. Now we're going to talk about love. All you need is love. I will think of the, the word needs now is love, sweet love. Okay. It's the only <laughs> thing. But there's just too little love. So we have to finish it. Okay. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. So hopefully, as you heard the intro for this podcast, Monique went and asked the people there, including our pastor, what love meant to them. So you hear there's a lot of similarities with like family, family, friends, yep. commitment, yep. unconditional. Yep. There's all those words. And Jesus. And Jesus. Yeah. As we... a, lot, a lot of God, a lot of Jesus. Church. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they, they probably said, I know what I'm supposed on... to say. I'm supposed to say, <laughs> Jesus. A lot of them were like, ah. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know what. But it's okay, because we probably would have said the same thing had we been stopped suddenly. Yeah, because somebody's like, can I ask you a question? What do you think of love? You're kind of thinking, like, what time is it? How's your Christmas? Do you have plans? No, it's what do you, got... like, what do you think is love? What do you think is, how do you define love? Or Yeah. And yeah, that's a bit of, like, it's a, unexpected question it, it is because there's so much that can be said about it in in different contexts um, like how pastor justin was saying people will have not really fake but a misconstrued idea because in the english language we use love for a lot of things like you mentioned ice cream branded toilet paper which i thought was really weird it's like, okay <laughs> You have a television show you really love or a song you really love. And we have... But would the, you die for that television program? No. 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 And I wouldn't die for ice cream either. <laughs> or my favorite toilet paper. 
that although too. it might be after the the pandemic, you might have thought maybe because a lot of love people her, might, might die for toilet paper. But I have a room, and in that room is like forty packages. <laughs> You're never going to run out, are you? But we. But when you think about like the love for family or friends, and this is where where the word for with Christ, where he says, "There's a there. Many people will die for a friend, but." Not many will actually die for somebody who is your enemy, no. which is what Jesus for a good did. Man, if it says something like, if for a good man, many would die, but for, but for a sinner, yeah. you wouldn't think of it. You'd be like, no, they can. They made their bed. They can lay in it. Cause, right. And I guess we can be very thankful <laughs> that God didn't say that to us because we did make our bed. In today's sermon, Pastor Justin mentioned about a thing that his son asked him. And his son asked him, like, why did Jesus have to die? Couldn't he have just said, I forgive you and carry on? And he gave an analogy of your, if his brother broke one of his toys, irreparable. He says, he's not a, he's not a fix-it guy. He, he'd give it to his wife. Can you? But say you can't fix it. What do you do in that situation? And his son says either his brother would have to replace it or he would have to replace it or you'd just have to forgive it. And so he says, there's a price that has to be paid. When there's a mistake make made, if somebody makes a mistake, there's a price that has to be paid, regardless of what it is. And it's just and sin is more than more than just a mistake too. Sin is more than just a mistake, but there is a debt. There is a price that has to be paid, and that is ultimately the purpose of Christ coming to Earth, being born as a human, fully human, fully God is that he needed that human part that needed to die for our sins. Mm -hmm. And the God part that had to raise him up from the dead. Hello, we need that too. <laughs> Thank you very much. But it's hard to imagine as a, as a human person that the God of the universe decided to be born into humanity as a human and all the messiness that comes with that. That's how much he loved us. If you think, if you're, if you ever kind of think of it like he had an easy sort of life because yeah. he was God. And so you're like, he wouldn't have cried or been unhappy yeah. or sick or like, cause he's God. Yeah. But yeah. Away in a manger, that song Away in a Manger, where it says, no crying he made. He was a baby. baby. And that's how babies communicate. <laughs> babies cry. <laughs> And he would have cried upon being born. And that too, if you're a woman and you know about how birth happens, even men, they know, they know too. It's not a, it's not a clean process. It's messy. It's very messy. The idea that God did that. It, it just, I just don't know what to think about it. Yeah. It talks about him coming like, you're coming from where you don't have any hardships and he left his and throne. Left his throne. He left glory. His, is to come and walk on this dusty, yeah. Dirty. Like when you really think of it, like how many of us would have made that choice? No, we'd have been like, yeah, no. Because <laughs> how many? Hey, we just have to look at ourselves and see what comfort gives us and what we will do to keep the comfort and avoid to not be uncomfortable, right? And to avoid anything even remotely resembling pain. Yes, <laughs> and that means persecuting pain for standing up for things that. God has deemed as wrong and that and I don't mean that we run around just chanting 
flax or whatever, like I down the road at pride parades and stuff like that. There's time and places to stand up for what God has created as true and good, but we will like avoid that. And we say for the sake of peace right, or inclusivity or tolerance, which we can talk about another podcast about what that really is but it just we talk we're just looking about how we will avoid discomfort and inconveniences and inconveniences yeah and having people not like us or anything (laughs) like that and you i've heard of stories like world war ii stories of people in the concentration camps where there was this one story about this man who was about to be killed and i guess somebody had asked if somebody wanted to take his place and a priest stepped forward and he said, I will take his place because he's a father with children mm-hmm. and I am not. So sacrifice his life in order to give this other man a chance at life. Yeah. But we don't do that. We and, he, and they actually stopped asking because it created a, a big movement at that time in that camp towards christianity and they, so they stopped asking that question oh you know the story I too heard it, yeah yeah see so it's one of those kind of things where um as a christian because believer, it even affected the guards oh really yeah oh okay more about I the story than i do that's a little bit <laughs> a little bit more than i do but this is how when you are a believer in christ where you can see how that kind of thing could pop can be a thing for some people and for various reasons they would do that i can't see myself doing that yet mind you i've never been in that situation and how do i know right it must be raining outside because it's actually so there is that sacrificial love for a stranger but that was an extreme circumstance you think about the ones you've heard about people who have thrown themselves onto a grenade to save a bunch of people. people like they know they will die there's no Maybe about that. Yep. But they take the impact that would have been for many more to be injured or killed. So there must be something in us that God has given into us about being sacrificial. And to know that to save others and to is to love others is to is a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because really, if you look at it from like a an evolution kind of survival of the fittest like you want to stay as far away from being killed as possible if you want to survive <laughs> so these this goes against the that goes against the, the evolutionary or thought. even like the man's nature of mankind in a sense yeah the survival of the fittest the darwinism that people talk about but there's something to be said for that we don't we wouldn't do that well i mean think about it if you were in nazi germany there's probably many people there that were just like okay just put your head down don't raise any like there are probably many people who didn't agree with it but they're like i want to live i want my family to live i want my kids my wife my parents my you know siblings to live so i'll just put her head down don't make any waves right and then there were the others who were hiding people and taking risks and putting their life on the line because they believed in the sanctity of life and that every person um deserved a chance to live yeah and they were against what hitler was doing and yeah in many cases and all over the world and different types of regimes and things like that happens there's going to be the people who put their head down and and you don't you can't blame them no you're just trying to live yeah i think about 
when I took the church history and they talked about the craziness when it was going Protestant in England, like, we're Catholic, we're Protestant, we're Catholic, we're Protestant, we're Catholic. And the regular Joan is just, I don't care, just don't kill me. I'll be whatever you want me to be. and <laughs> Just, just don't, don't kill, kill me. me. <laughs> like, like, they didn't have any nuance to the debate and stuff. All they knew is that if you claimed one thing one day, you're going to die. And if you claim it the next day, you're the one that's going to live. You just don't know. Yeah. So, so, we, so we have that, the sacrificial love embodied through Christ and his death and resurrection, dying for all of mankind. Many people will say that's, he didn't die for every, he did. He gave his life for every single solitary person on the earth. It's just a matter of who will. But it's who will accept it. He won't force it on anyone, which is again, another nature of his love. Yep. Characteristic, right? Yep. Yep. So in another one that people said a lot of is commitment. Yeah. Yeah. We live in a world that despises commitment, really. Yes. If yeah. you think about like, the divorce rate, divorce rate. But even if you look at things like, look at how we want ease of access. We'll go with whatever company will give us the best deal, the most Netflix or Prime or Disney Plus. Like one thing I like about Prime is that you can add and take off things at will. And I'm not saying you have to be loyal and then just get cable and then deal with what you get given or whatever. But it's just like we live in a society that's very like me oriented. Uh, you get your personalized way of living is what you want and you'll get it. Yeah. And yep. if you don't give it to me, then I'll go to the person who will. Yeah. And it's and the person who will give me the best deal. Like we saw that in my, where I work with barbecues, a person came in to purchase barbecue and then came back and asked for their money back because they'd found it somewhere else cheaper. And we can't blame them because in today's society, where everything is so expensive, if you can find something even $100 cheaper, you're going to go there because $100 is still $100. I think about it when I got, okay, I got Oakley sunglasses one time. They're a lot cheaper than you usually get them. They're sports ones. And I loved them. It was just a deal that happened at the time, and I was able to get them for 50 bucks, and they're regularly almost 200 And But they've gotten scratched up and... I needed a new pair and I was like, oh, I gotta go. I just, I can't go cheaper now because I'm so, they're so good and I'm so used to them. So I went to their site and I'm like, well, 180 bucks. Okay. We're just going to go with it. We're just going to go with, I did with my birthday money type of thing. And that was what I went with. And then my birthday's October. Then of course, Black Friday sale comes along and I see an ad for the same sunglasses for $50 cheaper. And you're just in there going, oh my gosh, I can't believe this, blah, blah, blah. But then you think about it, you're like, I was willing to give it at 108. It would have been nice to be $50 cheaper, but like I was willing to, I wasn't like, oh, if it was $50 cheaper, I would have gotten them. No, I was willing to put that money out. Note to self, wait for Black Friday. Right? <laughs> Especially when it's October. But it, it, we are in a, in a society where it's just like very individualistic. And yep. yeah, like how many grocery stores have to have the matching or they will or people will go elsewhere yeah yeah. because yeah i might be able to get cheaper at best buy save on or something but then you go to walmart and it's cheaper or no frills or and if you can find the advertisement you can get it cheaper at walmart if you have the equivalent and so as a business you're like yeah i had this advertisement but now they're all going to walmart because you can price match now other companies are having to price match same with rona and home depot they have the whole, if you can find it cheaper elsewhere, we'll give it to you for that price minus 10%. So they will come back. 
And they'll just be like, I'm already here. Even if they price match, I'm here. But then they'll make you go there because you got the extra 10%. I said, can we kind of go both ways and then go back and go, at Home Depot, I got a quote for this minus 10%. Are they going to go minus 10% too? And then just keep going until you get it for free? (laughs) At what point do they want to be like, I know. You're just playing system. Yeah, or like, like we're not. When doing. do you when do you say okay, that's enough? If you want it somewhere, if you want it cheaper, you can just go. Yeah, and and we've had this we've had this thought too. Which is we understand that you want it cheaper. It's not even the same product, and it's way less quality. But people don't care about quality as much no. anymore. No, nope, they don't care about they, quality. Can, that's why they, we have this thing about forcing people to get electric vehicles or whatnot. It's like, hey, if you made it price like if you made it cost of effective for people to do it they will do it there will be no forcing them to do it they're not going to be like i'm keeping my gas car because it's more expensive they would go electric if they knew it was going to save the money yeah in the long run and that right now it's not saving by people money in the long run because to get it fixed is ridiculous amounts of money if the battery goes it's ridiculous amounts of money you have to buy practically a whole new car like it's not cost effective for people to do it so people are only doing it if they actually have quite a bit of money and they can afford to do it I'm not doing anything. <laughs> I'm just over here on minding my own business. And, and that's the thing that I like the idea of the electric vehicle a little bit. I don't know if our infrastructure could handle. I don't think the power grid can handle a massive influx of people. Of going. And I know that the electric companies are trying to work on that. Well, they're already trying to bring in what they have in Ontario, NBC here. They're trying to bring in timed electric use and it was a pain in the butt in ontario and i'm so glad we don't have it but now you can elect into it yes and i'm like no thank you because i'm not always home at the right time sometimes i'm home on a tuesday in the day and i need to get laundry done yep 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 it, it, it's just i know I, I saw it too and i'm going yeah chances are it's going to cost us a whole heck of a lot more electricity than it already is costing us and that's the thing too is that electricity is not cheap. It's very expensive. Our gas bill is not even a quarter of what our electric bill is. So they're trying to force everybody to move over to electric. And when the power goes out, then you've got nothing. And if it's cold outside, you're wrapped up. I know we live in the Fraser Valley, but it still gets cold sometimes. Yeah, like that one winter when we had no power for eight hours and we were in blankets and stuff. And finally, we went to Boston Pizza or something. They had uh, like power and we're like, at least eat power. Because we don't get nothing where we are. There's loyalty, commitment. These kind of things are just not something that we are accustomed to doing anymore. And so, yeah, we live in a in a place that doesn't have a commitment thing. We don't, loyalty is not the same. Um you were you lived and again it's not all one-sided companies are to blame for some of it as well as people who buy and i think the same thing with employers and employees there's stuff on both sides but if you look now what do people how long does a person work somewhere versus 50 years ago right you started at the bottom you worked your way up you retired from the same company now it's every five years some people move it's something like that yep that's the statistic and it's generally because of work that people move and yep, they go where the money is. Yeah. Yep. And if you don't like it, they move somewhere else. And again, it can go both ways. Yep. Employer, employee. I'm not going to put it on any one side. We live in a world that is evolving socially. And yep. and this is where it gets really quite interesting, too, is because we speak of the faithfulness of God. No matter what, 
God's not going to go to a cheaper no. copy. <laughs> or find like an, an easier people to deal with. Because like how many times do you see that of Israel? And she's like, why am I still here dealing with you people? <clears throat> what do I have? And he <laughs> probably like, says that about every single I know. one of us. Why like, am I still like, you? It's just because if you look at them, if you look at especially the the prophets, like there's a whole lot of sarcasm going on by God. Like there is. I don't he's a very sarcastic God. But he talks when it about, comes to sin. Oh, you're doing this again? I I'm so he's surprised. just like, Oh, how are those wooden idols going for you? You made them, you want to go worship them. How's that working out for you? That's literally they, what it's saying. Have they spoken to you yet? <laughs> I say I was so full of have sarcasm it's like we had to stop and laugh with this craziness but we wonder where we get it yeah god is definitely sarcasm is part of god's creation and it's yeah can be used for good as well as evils like anything that we've been given she can use it both ways but it's just yeah we're just we have to it's interesting that people talk about love and family and friends and commitment those are all it's like we envision like a Norman Rockwell painting or oh, yeah, yeah like Thomas like, Kincaid. Okay, Thomas Kincaid, like just the peaceful and the family and the 2.5 kids and the dog and the fireplace. And it's just like, even though that's not the Warming standard kids. anymore, it's just, but we have this idea that it's just like a coziness. And that's not a bad thing to think about Heather because there's a security. Yep. There's this like a stability within that, that I think we yearn for. Yeah. And I think, like you said, that's, it's what we yearn for. We, we yearn for that. When we were kids growing up, we always spent Christmas with our families. Like we would go to my grandmother's house where my mom had two brothers and three sisters, six, or six of them. They all married. They all had kids. We all went to, if you know what a duplex is, it's a half a house. <laughs> And my grandmother lived in one side of a duplex and we would all sit, all 10 children, adults, parents, we're all sitting there in her tiny little living room, pretty much one on top of another. And she would make all this kind of, there was cake, there was coffee, there was soup, there was shit. And we would all gather together at grandma's house and we would all have all this. And it was such a big thing that we did. My family now talks about nobody doing that no more. We don't do that anymore. They don't go to today. They did. Sometimes it happens too, is like we live in a broken world. And so there are broken families, which doesn't mean that there's not God fearing families that lives in this just happens. But now we have four parents that's, yep. and then we have how many grandparents and then they get married. So now you've doubled that. So who do you spend the Christmas with? And then without offending the other people, or do you spend one Christmas here and the next Christmas there? And yep. it's just, it's not the same as it was. Like, I remember, yeah, growing up, it was, went to my aunt and uncles. You had everybody and their uncle, <laughs> like there, and the kids and growing up with my cousins. But that's so much harder now. But I find it interesting, like, we always spent every Christmas there. And you wonder, like, what, but also, you also marry people. There tended to be a tendency to marry people from within your community. So you'd bring those extended family all to one place. And it, so it wasn't quite so much like one person lives in Calgary and the other person lives in PEI or something, but you actually all lived in the same community. So that kind of, and then say like my aunt and my uncle who now live in Calgary, but used to live in Toronto, like they used to come down and then, but it, there's somebody that doesn't meet, it just makes it so difficult to get together now. Just there's so many, so much dynamics. 
out there. Yeah. Because of because of the consumerism, there's so much more work days yeah. around the holidays, around Christmas now. Like you before you'd get a week off. Now it's like you would be lucky just to get Christmas Day off, depending on what yeah. system you work in. If you work at a restaurant, good luck. If you probably get paid extra want to work that day and take the next day off. Like it's just not the same. And then yep. the people are celebrating like a week ahead. Or whenever people can manage to make their schedules align. And then it's like Christmas Day itself and it ends up being like, oh, I'm home and we've done all our celebrating and we opened our gifts like three days ago. Oh, yep. that's a day off. That's what's a day. And two, because of that consumerism, if you've got a lot of kids in your family and you've got siblings and they have a lot of kids and then you've got to buy presents for everybody, it gets really expensive now because nobody wants the cheap dollar store little coloring they book. They want this. Like when I went, when they went, this is like years ago. Okay. Before I got married. So this is like 2018, 2017. Anyway, my mom had bought me this movie that I wanted. But the problem was, is I was a Blu-ray and I didn't have a Blu-ray player. She hadn't realized. Uh, so I just needed to exchange it for the DVD. So I don't normally exchange gifts. It's just, she hadn't realized. And all I wanted to do was a straight swap. Like it wasn't like anything else. But the lineup was ridiculous. This was like maybe three days after Christmas. And there's people bringing back like Xboxes and Nintendos and because they got duplicates. Oh, wow. And you're like, really? I, and I got well, a your movie. one kid got three Xbox. Yeah. And it's what? I mean, we got the Sega Genesis and it was a family gift. <laughs> like, it was I think so we got a tar That's how old I am. Yeah, we had the Commodore 64. It's like we're aging ourselves with our first consoles. But yeah, but it's just like when we got the Sega Genesis, this was a family thing. This is what we were getting. It wasn't. Yeah. And it's not like we had that for years. That's yes. all we had. Yeah. I got an N64 and that was a few years after it had been out because I played the, Sega, uh, the, the Legend of Zelda on my cousins and I wanted it. And I found it for 80 bucks on in the newspaper. My my mom always knew that my thing was music. So my first was a little blue and white record player. Oh, nice. So it had a little opened up and I could play records in there. And I would, and I could still even, if I think about it, I can still remember the smell of it. Yeah. And then growing up, I, then I babysat, I got my own stereo. So then mom moved me over from the record player. She bought me, I got a cassette recorder. But you know, we had that my cousin and I had to sit and had to play record and, and play, and play at, the at the same time, time. or would it work? Yeah. And you could record off the radio. Yeah. And your favorite song. And whenever the if you're around this age, when the tape on the cassette would start to unravel and you'd go with the dirty pencil and you'd get a pencil on your weed and you back. Yeah, and you the current generation has no knowing about that. the struggles that we've been through. Don't and then I remember when I got my first CD Walkman. That was the cat's man. And I got that one of those that went I was with me taking it on the tractor and like you'd hit bumps and it'd be skipping. And I'm like, this is annoying. I like my Walkman better. <laughs> because it did skip. <laughs> it and now we've got, now we've got our, the, phone, which is our phones. Uh, yeah. And it, and you've got everything there. And you, you can even just listen to YouTube if you well, want to. Well, even like Spotify. the recording you did at church was on your phone. Like it's just. It's an all in wonder yep. in our pockets and we take it for granted. Even though we lived through all that, we were like, yeah, yeah, I got my phone. I got my phone. Yeah. 
As long as I got my phone, I'm fine. Yeah. That's why I remember somebody saying, like, if you left for church and you forgot your phone, you'd probably turn back and get it. But if you left your church for church and forgot your Bible, you'd be like, it's on my phone. But I'm pretty sure I'd be with friend bag, not because my Bible is on my phone. Because you can always get another Bible at the church. Right? Because they've like, got those Ooh, there my too. phone. I must have my phone. What if I get in an accident? No. That's, or or we like break to say down. That. And... We like to say that. But that's not why. No. No. We've become, we've become, it's become a second skin to us. Yeah. 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 The family was also one of the big things that everybody, when I asked them the question, what does love mean to you? Many would talk, say friends or family. And that is something that when you aren't close to your family, or if you live in a different province from your family, how you can miss that connection with them. Yeah. And two, if you don't have, if there's been abuse or something within the family where you have no sort of even like idea of what that's supposed to look like. Yeah. Because you just see it on TV or whatever and you just say, that's not real. No. You read these fantasy books going, that's definitely not real. Hallmark movie? Huh. I found one. I fell asleep halfway through a Hallmark movie and woke up in the second half of another Hallmark movie and it took me 30 minutes to realize it. Different characters. Because they're all the same characters, same same. storyline, it's all the same. But if you even look at the Hallmark movies, we want to see people getting... Falling in love at yes. Christmas time. Yes. There's nothing quite so magical as love at Christmas time. Even um, for those who don't have live on. <laughs> even for those who are not. There's something about Christmas that speaks to us about love and connection and being accepted, being loved, being connected. Yeah. Yeah. And you want there to be that joy and that like otherness and finding the other person or creating a blended family of something that's broken that that becomes healed at christmas time you want to see that and that's what's so interesting because that's really what christmas is about but in a different yeah it's taking something broken and becoming a fixing it and becoming whole right and the the broken relationship that we have with god christmas is the start of the mending of that relationship for people yeah that will accept it yeah and yet that's what we celebrate. Even when you look at worldly movies, it does not have to be Hallmark ones, but anything that happens for Christmas movies, it's always about family and working through differences and ending something that's been broken. Yes. Yes. Because in every single Hallmark movie, there's they get together, then there's a misunderstanding, and then they separate, and then we have to see them get together again. And it's the same. Even one of my favorites is the Santa Claus. Yeah. It's the same thing. He, it's a broken relationship. And through the magic of the Santa Claus, yeah. um, not only does he fix his relationship with his son, but even with his ex-wife and her husband. That so gets... whenever they have a child, like he's in half of the family. So there's a sort of like magical relationship that we've taken a broken thing and, and it's become a whole, it's different, but yeah. it's, it's a good different. It is. And yeah. so we want to see that at Christmas. And that's the, that's the love story of Christmas. We yeah. talk about love stories in such different terms, but the love story of, that God has for the, his people is just, it's, that's why all these things are just like a sim- symbolic or they're a, sh- a shadowy reflection of, <laughs> that's why we, they hit us in the feels, like we say, <laughs> right. because it's something that's innate in us. We want, that. we want there to be mended relationships. Yeah, we want there to be that miracle of, we Love. want those people who have hurt us to turn around and, and be better. 
Yeah. The poor people who are abusive to be better. The people, because how many shows are um, based on redemption? The bad guy is not really, he's bad, but he it can be he's, turned around. He yeah, can be he's, just mis, he's just misunderstood. Misunderstood. Or if he just knew the truth. And, and then, it's not just he, by the way. No, the she, or if this person would just know this truth, then they would turn their lives around. Yep. The Grinch. Yep. The if, Grinch. If he only understood the true meaning of Christmas, yep. then he would change. And that's what happens, right? Yeah. It melts his heart. It was ice it's, and grew it grew whatever three times <laughs> and but that's what we want to see and that's what i think is built within us that that's the true meaning of love at christmas we we try to ex- we can't explain it in terms but we just say things like family commitment but what it is, is redemption yes it's that brokenness made whole it's that coming together and being what we were created to be, and that is children of the Most High God. Mm-hmm. And we don't, many of us don't want that. We run away from that because, I don't know, maybe it's because it's too simplistic. Yeah, we think it can't be that easy. Yeah. Or yeah. it's not worth it if it's that easy, but it's not easy. The gift. And, and that's really, we, they've mentioned it too in the service about being a gift. And when you think about a gift, like we, we exchanged gifts earlier right <clears throat> when you give a gift and it's not like, oh wow this is wonderful what do i owe you for it we <laughs> say that when we get a gift because when somebody gives you a gift it doesn't come with the expectation of getting anything in return no you just want to you just want to show bless. your love bless them with yep. a physical gesture thing that kind of represents a portion of your love just like yeah. trying to represent it that's why like for me giving gifts is important like where i try to understand and get something that it means something to them like for me let's say me tickets i'm fun and she knows me now she's got me some like doctor who merch so i'm happy <laughs> there you go and but we tend to think when it comes to the gift that god gave us in jesus christ we still think we got to do something it can't be free. It can't be free. No. It, it can't just be, there's got to be more to it. How many times? And we genuinely yeah. mean it. We get something for someone because we appreciate that we want to see them. And they're like, oh, I didn't get you anything. And you're like, it's okay. Yeah. Like, you're honestly saying it's okay. Yeah. Like, I just wanted you to know I appreciate you. Tina, when I got, when I gave her, I says, it's something, don't, it's just, I wanted to give you something. And she was so blown away because she said, I'm, we're just poor. I don't have. And I said, that's okay. I don't want you to give me anything in return. I want to give you something because I saw this and I thought of you. Yeah. And I did the same with one of the instructors from Taekwondo. He came in, he's a young guy, he's 16. And he, he came in and helped me a lot during the summer with the new system, way things are going. He's helped me a lot on the Fridays. And I just wanted him to know I appreciated that he did that. He's like, oh, but ma'am, I didn't get you anything. I'm like, it's okay. Like, I just want you to understand that I do appreciate it. I know I say I appreciate it, but I want you to know on another level that I appreciate it. I'm not just saying it. And that's all I was trying to convey. It's not like, ooh, maybe I'll get something from this. No. That's- and, and like for Tina, I don't want her to get me anything. No. I don't, don't. You even- just wanted to see the joy of her opening I- up something <laughs> you had for her. I love it. I'm so excited. I wait till you see this. And that was, that was my joy in that. Yeah. And that is something that we need to realize when it comes to 
the gift that God has given us. He has that same. He says, I just want you to have this gift because it's important and so are you. And there's no greater love than the gift that God has given yeah. us in Jesus and Christ. lay one's life down for another. And, yep. and that's, that is the ultimate act of love because you've given literally everything at that yep. point. Yeah. He paid a debt we couldn't pay. No. No, we, there's no way we could ever. And it, and it was because of that we have that hope of eternity with God, which is, and I could just imagine, because I don't know about you, but I just want to be singing the whole time, <laughs> right? And I don't have to worry about my voice because it'll be perfect. And I'm just going to be so happy. Yeah, I think that's a good, I think we did a good chart. God defining love, or at least the best we can. <laughs> In this respect, because this is a different, this is the love of Advent. Of Advent. Yeah. Not just. It's not the all-encompassing meaning of love. No. There's no. so much you can say about it. Yeah. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever should believe in him shall have, shall Trump never bear. perish, have but have eternal, eternal life. John 3, 16. Yeah. yeah. There is no greater love. There's no greater gift. So yeah, there you have it. Yeah, I think it's a good end of our Christmas Advent series. Hopefully you enjoyed the, these episodes. If you haven't heard the first three, you can go, I mean, you can go back and listen to them. And uh, yeah, let us know what you think. Yeah, Hopefully. absolutely. Yeah. May, we can talk about New Year's resolutions next time. Oh, yes. That'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. How many of them have you broken? Uh, Pretty much everything. I'm going to definitely find a guy this year. It's one I made in the past. Maybe not specifically New Year's resolutions. My New Year's resolutions. But it's a promise I made myself. It's just an example. That you're going to find. I'm going to lose weight. That's my New Year's resolution. There we go. Me too. (laughs) But I didn't get for Christmas what I really wanted. New knees? Yep. I wanted new eyes. Santa, where were you? I know, right? (laughs) Santa's not real. Maybe if I lose a little bit of weight, the pain in my knees might go with it. Yeah, might work that way for me. It too. might work that way. We'll have to see. We'll, we'll let you know. See. We'll let you know. This is our New Year's resolution. Yeah, we'll see how it's how we especially since as Taekwondo teachers, we tend to be given boxes, boxes, and boxes of, chocolates. of chocolates. And this year we got a lot of good ones. Yeah, I've already eaten like. Half, Half a, a box. box of chocolates because they were caramels <laughs> with salted caramel. Yeah, a small box, like the one with four in it. I'll be happy with that <laughs> because I can eat those ones and be like, oh, that was good. Onto something else now. But then, that's, then there's also, you know, the turkey and the mashed potatoes and the gravy and the stuffing. Then we got the pie and the whipping cream and the hot chocolate and it just goes on and on. That's why they talked about the Christmas week. (laughs) Yeah, and they talked about how many people buy gym gym memberships after the new year. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then never go again and they still pay for it. We technically have a gym membership with the tech window. We got to do it. Yes, we have no choice because we're there all the time. Yeah. And that's a little bit Just how much work to expend with it. You know, that, and that's the thing. It's a little bit different, but we transgress. We will talk about this next. Digress. We, We will talk digress. That's the word. Yeah. I know it had an yes. S in there. So. <laughs> so we will talk about these New Year's resolutions. We will continue this conversation next week. Yes. This is like a preview. Preview. And David should be here, hopefully. Hopefully. We'll see. Yes. Because oh. we'd like to see his New Year's. We have Early. a few of those for that boy. Yes. Come back to Taekwondo. We'll see you here next time and hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Thank you and Merry Christmas. 
As this episode and our Advent series draws to a close, we hope you felt the warmth and depth of love that defines this season. Thank you for joining us on this journey. We've traversed the realms of sacrificial love, societal change, and the profound love story at the heart of Christmas. As you continue to celebrate and exchange gifts, let's remember the greatest gift of all, the love of God made manifest in Jesus. This love asks nothing in return, offering itself freely and fully. We're excited to continue our journey with you into the new year, exploring the impact of resolutions and the fresh beginnings they symbolize. From Monique, David, and myself, we wish you a Christmas filled with unending love and joy. May the spirit of love we've discovered together today stay with you throughout the coming year. Merry Christmas, everyone, and remember to live your single life to its fullest.